I know a lot of you have had this experience because for those of us who in 2020 were all sent home and we were stuck in a lockdown during the pandemic, we had a lot of time on our hands and I saw an ad for Masterclass and I thought, I want to better myself. I want access to all of these brilliant people who teach you things. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with more than 200 plus of the world's best and smartest. For just under 10 bucks a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And I don't care, you can wake up one morning and say, I want to learn about business. And then another where you say, I want to learn how to survive in the wild if I have no water and no fire to make me warm. You can access Masterclass on your phone, on your computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. And the classes totally make a difference. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Liz. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Liz. Masterclass.com slash Liz. How many of you have lain awake at night dreaming about what you would change about your world or or even create for your world? I'm going to guess all of you. I hope so, because what is life without dreams? And, And that's kind of what this podcast is all about. But let me switch up that question a bit. How many of you have done so while hiding in dark basements with no electricity as shells exploded above you? In the war-torn world of the Balkans, the former Yugoslavia. Ah, see? Not many of you. Two kids named Amar Zubchevich and Ivan Ramadan did. And if you've heard about Apple Arcade, Apple's new video game subscription service, then you've heard of Amar and Ivan's dream that has become a reality. We welcome Amar and Ivan, the co-creators of The Enchanted World, the video handpicked for the worldwide rollout of Apple Arcade. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hi. So I should tell our viewers, we're doing this via Skype. Tell me exactly where you are right now. So we are here now in my apartment, which is basically where I lived my whole life. It's just a few steps away from my parents' and grandparents' apartment where I grew up here in Sarajevo, Bosnia. Sarajevo, Bosnia. All right. And what's happening outside the apartment? I've never been there, so I've always wondered. It's probably all people coming from work because it's like the end of the working hours. So it's probably busy, but here it's quite yeah, and Why, it's, yeah, it's about to get dark. And it's full of smog. Because Sarajevo, yeah. <laughs> Sarajevo is in a valley surrounded by very high mountains, which are actually Olympic mountains. And um, it's in a valley, so it gets very smoggy during the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You're talking about Olympics, as in the skiing competitions happened there back when the Yugoslavian Olympics were happening, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in 84. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and and your apartment, is that where you're operating your company, AI Interactive? Uh, not really. Recently, we, we got an office, but it's not still set up properly. Mm-hmm. But uh, the mostly, like, the few last months of the Enchanted World, we actually did create in this apartment. 
Oh, that is such an incredible story. And that's why you're on Everyone Talks to Liz, because we love these stories of the climb. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, they went to an Ivy League school and they got to the heights of success. But your story in particular is absolutely fascinating. And when we discovered it, we said, get these guys on right now. Uh, You both grew up, as we said, in Bosnia, one of Yugoslavia's six republics. I want to rewind to before the war which, of course, was 1992 to 1995. What was your childhood like before the war? Hmm. Well, we... You know, we were quite young. We, yeah. we don't really remember. I was, I was six, about to go, about to get seven when, when the war started. Mm-hmm. So that's not really the part of life that you remember. But I just remember, like, nice things. I don't know. I, I remember my parents and a few, few of the anecdotes that happened before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was yeah. peaceful then fair to say it was peaceful yeah right? it was yeah it was peaceful and yeah i guess i mean our parents usually say it was it, it, those were the happy times and they were they were quite uh, satisfied with their life yeah people think back at the time before the war at yugoslavia with um, yeah mm-hmm. they think it, uh, as a very very nice time well even though it was like communism and of course uh, but for them, it, it was a very happy time. It was like a big brotherhood of all these people, all this country, and yeah, yeah, maybe maybe it was also the like the urban Sarajevo thing because it's. I mean, uh, other people maybe don't agree with that, but it's mostly our parents who lived here in the capital of Bosnia, so they they have this kind of opinion. Well, of course, but also we. We remember that it was a cosmopolitan area, the coastline. People, uh, they vacationed there. There were beautiful shores and beaches, which thankfully are back now. But then the war happens, and it was a very complicated war that a lot of us remember because, of course, it was in the 90s. It was very recent history. A lot of it was religious. It was the Serbs battling the Croatians, battling the Bosnians. And you, as children, were childhood friends trying to grow up in this area. What what was that like? Well, uh, when the war started, we were like six, seven years old, as Ivan said. So that's the time when you start going to school and you start, like, taking stuff in and you can't... you can see everything, but you you can't understand everything that's happening around you. So, as a kid in that time, you don't understand all the danger around you and everything. So it was it was a hard time, right? There was no electricity, no running water. We went to school in a basement. I went to school in a basement under candlelight, and it would get cold. I remember once we had a math exam, and it, it was so cold, I had mittens on, so I tried to write with my mittens on, but I couldn't. So I took them off and I wrote the exam for 10 minutes, but it got so cold, my hands were freezing and uh, my pencil fell down and I couldn't pick it up for the rest of the exam. I couldn't finish it. And I came home crying to my mom, oh, I learned for, for this exam, but, but I couldn't write because it was so cold. So yeah, it was a hard time, but uh, still, as kids, you know, uh, you try to find your your fun in in, in or or even if it's like that, even if it's hard, you try to make your own fun and to to 
to uh, cope with it in, in imaginative ways. Oh, of course. And I can only imagine being stuck in this darkened world with the sound of constant bombing. For people who don't know, some 100,000 people were killed during just those couple of years. I remember this very, very clearly because I was working in Cleveland at the time at, at News Channel 5, and Cleveland had a huge population of Serbs and Croatians. And there was even at the airport, uh, Air Yugoslavia Terminal, which doesn't even exist anymore um, because of all of that. But what would you envision? What would you dream about? How did you get through those times? Did you play games in your mind? You almost kind of yeah. have to find coping mechanisms. Yeah, of course. But yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, as Amar said, it was all hard and everything. But uh, I, when I look back, I don't really remember that as a, like a terrible time or something. I still remember it as a, as a childhood, which I think it's okay. It's, it's, I remember nice things. Uh, because of the fact that I couldn't realize what was actually happening. And also, I think our parents played played a big role there, and they they kind of uh, protected us from all the all the bad things and horrors. So we could we could play uh, in the basements and in the in the like uh, in the buildings, but it was it was considered normal by by children back then, Which because is... you don't know, you, you don't know anything yeah. else. You just know that, and that's that's how you you think the world is going to be forever. That's heartbreaking, yeah, and, though. But go ahead, Amar. Yeah. yeah, and then you find your your own games. You you play with what you have. Mm-hmm. I imagine kids in America are collecting baseball cards. We were collecting shrapnel from grenades, yeah. right? <laughs> and we would exchange it with each other. A grenade would fall, and we would run out. Yeah, if our parents weren't looking, <laughs> we would run out and oh, collect the goodness. shrapnel. Yeah, and all the bullets and all the leftovers from the from the bombs. So it was, and I remember it was. It was really fun to do this and to 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 see who would get the the best uh, leftover <laughs> from the bombing. Yeah. And if you get it while it's still hot, it was it was also a perk or something like oh, that. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, and this to me is fascinating because you figured out a way to turn what was a horrific situation into at least something you could absorb and deal with. Uh, let me be clear, though, when I ask this question, did either of you have a computer or know what coding meant? No, I, did. I, I got my first computer when the war ended and because it was there was no electricity during the war. Yeah. So maybe I would say like two years in the in the part of the time where I was two years straight, there was no electricity, maybe or once in a month for for a few hours, and that's that's the only only time. Uh, so just after the war, like ninety seven or something, i I got my first computer and i I actually realized that this kind of machine exists. Amar, you felt the same yeah. way. Yeah, there was very little electricity. It would like come on once a month, and uh, our mothers, our, my mom would rush to cook dinner or something or <laughs> wash clothes. But uh, a friend of mine in in the building had a console. I think it was an Atari or something. I, I'm not sure, but it had just Pace Invaders on it. So when the electricity would come on, all the kids from the <laughs> building would run to that yeah. apartment and 
we will play uh, like for a few minutes, then it will go off, and then we wait again for a month. <laughs> and now you guys are the ones who have created this game, The Enchanted World, that Apple handpicked. I mean, this is just the ultimate success story, but I, I do want to know the genesis of that. How did you come up with the idea? And again, this is the enchanted world where, as I understand it, a fairy or wizard type of person is stuck in a dark and terrifying and collapsing world, and they embark on a puzzle adventure to to piece that world back together. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically the story. Uh, a fairy, uh, her world got, gets torn asunder, and she tries... Um, she goes through the world and tries to put it back together. And uh, even those those dark, dark forces are trying to, to uh, break it apart. Break it apart. Mm -hmm. So in a way, uh, and the enchanted world, the world, she makes the world enchanted, right? The world is falling apart, but her imagination, her magic is making the world enchanted, which is kind of a metaphor for how children do this when they cope with horrific situation they still manage somehow to make their world enchanted and with their friends and imagine like a better world for themselves well then take us through the process of creating this game that you came up with from the idea to the content creation the plot the visuals uh, you know got to have the music got to so, have the sound effects the software yeah. etc <laughs> yeah, so it started obviously with an idea we wanted to make a game. We, we started making games in high school. We met in high school and uh, we started making games in high school, like playing around with it. We loved just little we, tests. And yeah, we loved, we loved video games. So Ivan was making uh, art, animation. 3D art, animation, and I loved to program. So uh, we just, oh, let's make a game. It's easy. <laughs> and, then we made little games for ourselves, basically, during the eight years. And uh, three years ago, uh, we kind of decided, oh, let's let's make a game. Yeah, let's and, do it for like, for real. This yeah, time. let's make a bigger <laughs> thing. So, uh, and we we sat down drinking coffee, how you do here in Bosnia. Anything <laughs> you do, you start with a coffee. So <laughs> you sit down, drink a coffee, and then you discuss business. So... <laughs> Uh, we were thinking, oh, what do we want to make? What kind of game we want to make? And the first thing we, we agreed upon it, is that it, we want to make a peaceful, beautiful game, like a fairy tale. So that's how it started. That was the basic idea. And from that, we, we went on to think um, it should probably be a puzzle game, so it's peaceful, relaxing, not, not stressful mm -hmm. uh, for, for all ages. No approach. shooting. No, no machine no guns. Shooting, no yeah, no killing, yeah, nothing like that. Really, yeah, our premise: no killings, no no violence, nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. So we started from that premise, right? And then it evolved over time. Um, then um, Ivan started making the art. We wanted it to look like uh, maybe Ivan <laughs> will tell it better. <laughs> yeah, there is this uh, uh, specific low poly style, which is uh, which is quite different from the things that I'm used to making. I'm, I'm actually the filmmaker uh, right. here in I, I have uh, four uh, short animated films which I directed and animated. So this was all like high-end graphics and uh, it, it was quite different than this, uh, this thing that we tried with our game. 
if you if you take a look at the pictures, you'll see what I'm what I I'm did. talking about. I did, and I uh, I loved. I was mesmerized by mm -hmm. the puzzles and the shifting, and mm -hmm. I. I actually was oddly calmed by the sound effects, which how did you do that with the – everybody's got to check this thing out because each time you slip a different piece in, it makes this very satisfying sound. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, shout out to, to our yeah, – actually, yeah. we didn't do the sound. We, yeah. we had a sound designer. Yeah, and, there is an external person who did yeah. Yeah, also a friend, so yeah. shout out to Slovan. <laughs> Slovan, yes, we love him. Slovan. Slovan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so. so that's, we really tried to, that's, we are, I'm really happy that you say so about the sound effects because we, uh, like all the visuals, like all the interaction and the sound, we, we put a lot of time and effort into all of these little things so they feel uh, the, uh, the best as they could. Yeah, feel satisfying and feel just beautiful to interact with. Even if you don't solve the puzzles, even if you just play around in yeah. the world, uh, we want it to be enjoyable and to be approachable uh to everyone there's no text and there's no spoken words in the game it's all told through animation and and environmental storytelling so it can be a, uh, yeah it's kind of universal yeah. language which everybody can understand. but there are yeah. dark forces there there is an edginess to it correct mm -hmm. yeah there there is uh like the main an antagonist yeah. there yeah which, which basically destroys this this fairy tale world in the beginning. You could you could say it's like uh, uncontrollable force, which which just keeps keeps going against you. Yeah, basically no. the fairy can't really can't really understand and see and fight that force. She can just make her way around it uh, with her magic in, and with her yeah imagination. You're sitting in your apartment and you're creating this and you're working with friends who are coming in and helping you piece by piece put this together. That's a big <laughs> leap to Tim Cook and Apple and everybody finding <laughs> you. <laughs> so I, I'd like to kind of fill in the puzzle pieces, if you will, between your moment as you're putting it together. It's starting to take shape and how Apple found you. It involves a company called Noodle Cake, which, of course, is in Canada, Saskatchewan, correct? Yeah. Yes. Have you been there? No. No, no, sadly not. Yeah. We okay. almost went there, but uh, we couldn't. It was short notice yeah. and I needed visa, so, so we yeah, couldn't. Yeah, you've got to wait for your visa. For yeah, Boston here in Bosnia, it's yeah. well, not that easy to travel around. I'm allowed so. to say this because both my parents were born in Saskatchewan, yeah. You don't have to go there right now. You can you can let the visa take a while. It's it, we love <laughs> Saskatoon, but I mean it's it's a it's not L.A., New York, or uh, you know Paris. <laughs> all right, now that I've offended all our Canadian viewers, but it's okay because my parents are both from Saskatoon. I do need to then ask you how you got to the velocity where somehow your game got on the radar of Apple. Yeah, it, it took a long time. Uh, it was, as, as we said, it was in development for three years. And uh, after maybe a few months or maybe half a year, we started reaching out and we 
went to these uh, game development conferences where we cho showed our game and we actually won uh, six awards before even releasing the game. Uh, so we started talking to people getting into the industry and uh, everybody was really excited. They said we have really beautiful pro project here uh, in our hands and uh, we should actually reach out to publishers and see what what comes out of it. That's how we actually met. We didn't meet uh, uh, anybody from Noodle Cake in person, but uh, we just reached out via, via an email and we said, uh, do you want to make a game? And uh, that's they, they loved our game and uh, it was actually through their uh, influences, they, they just got to show the game to Apple. Yeah, we started into it very naively. Basically, we just wanted to make this game and didn't know anything about business or anything <laughs> about the marketing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So we just started making, we didn't even know these conferences existed. We started making this game and randomly someone said, oh, there's this conference in Zagreb, which is closed, so we, yes. we could go. So we went there and people were like, oh, that's great. You're making a great game. Like parents were come with their kids and they would play for hours like they yeah, would leave the kids and go or somewhere they come back for the, the other day the other day they come and bring their friends to, yeah, you gotta yeah check this game yeah and <laughs> that, that that was like an eye-opening moment for us yeah. and we got so excited like we, we to see those those people enjoying the game and it gave us like a wind in the back to to move forward with it and yeah then we reached out uh, after a long time in development we reached out to noodle cake and they were awesome by the way yeah. shout out yeah hey, <laughs> and yeah they supported us tremendously throughout the process and still are supporting us and helped us to to reach apple which we probably couldn't from from bosnia it would be very hard yeah, it's yeah, kind of hard. but you hey, found well, a way this is the this is the point that i i really want to make you just kept putting one foot ahead of the other, even when you knew we don't have any business experience. We don't know how to promote this. We're two guys in an apartment in Sarajevo, halfway around the world. Um, now I want you to project forward to the moment when you heard this thing has been seen by people at Apple and they are actually considering rolling it out as one of their first games on Apple Arcade. How did that come about? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we, we couldn't really believe it was gonna be, at least me, I was, uh, the whole time I was thinking, no, it's not really, it's, they're just gonna cancel it or something. And then it just happened. It just, just in a few months, just went yeah. live. It was kind of unreal. And uh, it, it's unreal to see how many people actually played the game so far. Uh, it's, uh, it's beyond all of our expectations. What are you at now? How many? Uh, I'm not sure we can yeah, share this because <laughs> Apple doesn't share this. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't know if we, could, we haven't asked our yeah. publisher if we can share the numbers. But uh, yeah, it's still uh, surreal to well, every day when, when we look at the comments and stuff like that. It's still surreal for us to... to yeah, there, there's, there, there are videos on YouTube, people playing our game. There's like little kids having fun in China yeah, playing yeah. our game. There's oh. like... World. Yeah, we couldn't imagine that when we started making it like three years ago to, to have it like everywhere in the world basically available to people and people installing it, playing it, children playing it with their parents all around the world. That, that's 
Like, and people get really frustrated amazing. by by our, by our puzzles because they they get quite hard <laughs> in the game. It was our <laughs> it, it was one of our goals to make make it look cute like a children's game, but then it quickly it gets really hard. So you have to you get to real challenges in these puzzles. Yeah, this is not yes. this is not Pong or or you know Pac Man where you're just eating things. This is serious. <laughs> I mean, I've looked at it, but it it is beguiling because. It's so sweet, and the sound effects are so darling, and then it's, wait a minute, I'm totally annoyed, I can't get further, I've got to be fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, now Apple says, guess what, we're touching you with our magic wand, you will be on Apple Arcade, but not only that, because we were all sitting here in Manhattan, in New York City, at Fox Business Network, and I would imagine at around other business networks too, the Apple Arcade rollout was streamed live around the world, and there's your game. They actually picked, of the 100 titles, they picked yours to put up on stage in front of the world. And where were you watching that moment? Where were you exactly at that moment? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I, I think we, we were here in the, <laughs> room, yeah. in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I came. I came deliberately here, just like let's watch it together. Yeah, let's watch it together. Yeah. And we were watching it on a big TV screen. Yeah. We, we we didn't know it would if it yeah. would be there or not. We just know knew yeah. Apple is announcing arcade, and we wanted to see that. And we were watching it, and it was like, oh, is this okay? Is this, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, we, we took the screenshots, and I put it on Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's one of my most liked posts ever <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> were you screaming? Well, yeah. I, I don't know really. But <laughs> yeah, but it was quite exciting. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> this is incredible. Are your parents still around? What did your family say? I mean, they're really proud of it. I mean, they they don't really get all the games. <laughs> they don't play it at all. My mom can't finish one level there, but she 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 says it's it looks nice, which is cool, and she's really happy about to, to about all the success that we have in, in the in the whole world market. Yeah, yeah. My my mom is also. She says, "Yeah, all the, all those time when I said don't play those games, I'm sorry for." <laughs> <laughs> You're now making a living doing it. This yeah, is incredible. And I, I kept everyone up in the house playing <laughs> video games at late hours. <laughs> the one thing, though, that's interesting from a business perspective, is that Apple has been very clear. They like originality. And uh, there's some exclusivity about that. But obviously, I'm sure you balanced the choices that to have it on Apple Arcade would be a definite opportunity. What are you working on now? And will it go directly to Apple Arcade if they'll take it? Or would you like to have it on multiple platforms? Uh, yeah, for for. I don't know, for a few months ahead, we, we probably plan to support this game, mm -hmm. The Enchanted World. So we are probably going to add some more puzzles and uh, and some more content. But after that, we, we want to make another game. So uh, I'm not sure if we have decided yet. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we, we were bouncing off ideas mm -hmm. the past few months about the new project. But it, it will be... It, it, 
for sure something like beautiful and peaceful so yeah. we we can say that much <laughs> yeah we are not sure sure about platforms i mean apple arcade would be i mean i would recommend that for everybody who's making games it's really yeah, for, really amazing platform so we maybe if we make similar the similar game we will probably try to get it in in the arcade also uh, and also, we we wanted to expand our business and try to to actually hire people who would do games here and maybe even I don't know start like a gaming industry in Bosnia. Why not? It seems <laughs> like you love your country. You want to stay there. Uh, we were looking at some statistics that show that so many people, though, in Bosnia have emigrated. They've left. Many of them have gone to Croatia, another uh, republic, or they, they've just moved out of the country and they've gone to perhaps Western Europe or here in the States. Do you plan to stay there? And um, why? What, what is it about that region that you find enchanting and magical? Uh, well, Amar doesn't really like it here. <laughs> well, so much for that. <laughs> yeah, so he, he does. He just like pointed the finger at me right now. He's like, "You tell it." <laughs> yeah, this this one's on you, dude. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I'm I'm I, I can't say it's like the best place to, to live, but I'm I'm quite happy here, and I uh, I find it as a good base to live in and then you can travel around especially Europe it's really close so you can live here and and see see other countries and try yourself for a few months somewhere but I, I just decided to come back I don't know why maybe it's a it's a place where you were born you have like everybody you know everybody you know the ways uh, so that's one thing and uh, I don't know I like uh, it's hard to to explain. There is. Uh, I also like a lot of uh, the nature and everything. So in Bosnia, you have these beautiful mountains, which I visit very often. Mm. Uh, so that may be one one more thing. Um, I don't know, but it's true. Like all of the people here, they say like, why why are you staying here? You have the opportunity to leave. Why don't you leave? I I just didn't feel like leaving. I so just that. clear it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't hate Bosnia. <laughs> I understand. But, you know, when you think about your success, you had zero resources. I'm guessing no support from the government. Uh, no real gaming industry base there. It's not like Silicon Valley in any way, shape or form. So you are pioneers. And that is the message that I want our listeners here to really absorb that with all of these things going against you guys, you still managed. What do you think was the one characteristic within each of you that kept you moving forward? Amar, you go first. Yeah. When I say I don't, I don't hate Bosnia. Yeah, uh, the situation in Europe is not the best. It's like one of the poorest countries in Europe. But uh, I still don't want to leave, even though I think. Uh, it's it's not really nice to live in. It mm-hmm. would be nicer to live in Germany or Sweden. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I want to do something to make it better if I can. So that's the reason why I did this or do anything. Sure, Yvonne? Um Okay. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And we're keeping that in. We will not edit that out because it's a very real moment, you know. It is what 
with no resources, what was that characteristic oh, okay, that okay. that made you keep moving forward and successful? And by the way, I will totally call out Amar. He didn't answer the question, but yeah. <laughs> you take a shot at it. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, uh, the main reason why I did anything, uh, even the, all of these movies and uh, all of the arts that I do, I'm, I'm never forced to do it. I do it because I love doing it. And this is the main driving force be- behind it. Uh, it. It's just I, I need to have... I need to have a, a personal project which which is going on, mm-hmm. and uh, I I'm I like to make something creative and to just get it out into the world. Uh, and I would say that uh, the main driving force is the love towards this kind of work. Well, Warren Buffett says you've got to go for your passion and make your work your passion, so that it really doesn't feel like work. Yeah, yeah, it it never felt. Uh, yeah. I try not to do, uh, I, I mean, do the least amount of work for hire that I can. So I'm now 34 years old and I didn't do much of the, these like uh, commercial projects. I just try to keep it, uh, keep, uh, keep myself busy with my own projects, which is kind of a challenge. And uh, it's not really like sure you don't have a, a secured future, but, uh, but if you, if you manage to, uh, if, you have, if you have the courage to do it and to keep doing it, I think the rewards are multiple m- multiple times, and you you just build something that you are proud of. Amar, you want to take a second shot at it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I basically agree with him, and uh, I'm doing it. Uh, I was doing it out of the love for mm-hmm. for video games in, the, in this instance. I wanted to make uh, something that that other people would enjoy like uh, I had in my life where I played a video game and I could forget about everything basically sure. like so that was my goal basically. almost an and escape it, it was like an hard. escape right yeah not just escape like have fun for 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 a few minutes laugh just just help people have fun a little bit in this world if that's possible and it wasn't wasn't really hard to put in the time for me uh even though we didn't earn anything we we just did it in our basically in our time we invested our time uh for two three years mm-hmm. uh, we didn't earn anything from the game but it was never never hard to to wake up and to do it because basically we loved to do it and we oh. we there is yeah. this amazing satisfaction when when I complete one one model or one animation of a few seconds or one character, and I just keep playing it for 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 like half an hour just in loop, and I'm really enjoying the thing that that I see, and that's this kind this sense of accomplishment is really the best driving force. To me, you two are such an example of persistence and payoff that comes from simply doing what you love but never giving up. And I I wish you the best of luck. You guys have to come to New York. Will you come visit us? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but if you send us a paper together, we... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're going to get you here. 
You know what? I, I promised my listeners, our viewers on my show, which is Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, the Claim and Countdown, where we talk about the stock market and things like that. I promise we're going to get you here. And you will oh, come to Fox. You will visit. You can't go back on that. <laughs> I will, are you kidding? I know. It's not in the ether here. It's now out there, and I have to come through with it. So I will. You are the pride of Sarajevo and the pride of so many people there, I'm sure and your families too. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. It was awesome to talk to you. Amar Zubchevich and Ivan Ramadan, the creators of The Enchanted World. You can look at it, get it, play it on Apple Arcade. And we thank them for their story. This to me is one of the most moving and stunning everyone talks to Liz is that I've that I think we've done. I feel really touched by this story and driven, and I'm going to make my kids listen to it and say, see, you guys have no excuses. As you walk outside of our house in New Jersey every day with, you know, no shells exploding or bullets and flying, and and you guys, congratulations. Keep us posted, okay? All right. Thank you. (laughs) Take good care. And we thank all of you so much for tuning in once again. I want you to do me a favor. Tell your friends, please tell them to listen to this story. And all of them are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Fox News Podcasts. They're all amazing stories. Uh, this one, this one, I'm going to think about for a long time. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.